When you retire, you may get a chance to go to football heaven. This is football heaven. Hey guys, welcome to the mission. This is Football Heaven. I'm your host, Jameer Howerton, and it's been a great couple of weeks catching up with this year's 2021 finalist class, getting the chance to talk with them and getting to know them better. And to wrap up our interviews, I am so honored to be joined by Jacksonville Jaguars legend. His teammates said that if you were to make a mole of an offensive tackle, it would be him. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tony Baselli. Tony, welcome to the mission, sir. Ah, thanks for having me. It's good to be with you. You know, this is the um, 15th year that you're eligible for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but your fifth year as a finalist. I have to ask you, when you get that phone call from Mr. Baker, you know, what's that like? What's, the, what's that energy like inside of you? Well, it's interesting because the phone call, when you find out you're a finalist, it's great. Phone call from Dr. Uh, from, uh, Mr. Baker when uh, uh, he called me to tell me I didn't make the Hall of Fame, not so good. So <laughs> it's, it's, it depends what phone call he's giving you. So, um, you know, but it's an honor. You know, every time David Baker calls, you know, and lets me know that I'm a finalist and this is the fifth year in a row, as you said, um, it's a little bit surreal because you realize that while you're not in the Hall of Fame, and that's the next step, and we'll find out uh, when it's time whether uh, who of the five of us um, will make it, it's still an honor. I mean, you look at the names on the list, they're all great players, and you, you know, and all of us played the game, not for this reason, but because we loved it and we're competitors. But when you are competitive and you love something like football, you want to be your best. And to be mentioned with other greats is uh, quite an honor. Hey, Tony, I got to give a big shout out to JacksonvilleJaguars.com. They did a phenomenal job of the outpour of support and the testimonials. I just want to read a few. Jimmy Smith says, you know, when you talk about leadership, Tony Baselli exemplifies that. Mark Bunnell, your former quarterback, said he's a pro's pro. He walks the walk. He talks the talk. That guy on the field is that same guy off the field. One of your other teammates said that if you poured the mole of an offensive tackle, there he is, Tony Baselli. <laughs> Hands down, the best offensive tackle in the game. One guy compared you to Hall of Famer Anthony Munoz, but before I get your reflections on everybody, I got a chance to work with Willie Mack when he was at the Cleveland Browns. And he talked about 1990, the battles that you and him had at USC. Out of all your teammates, it was phenomenal here, but I was like, man, I can't wait to ask Tony about those battles. But before we talk about Willie Mack, what does this say about the former Jaguars and their outpour of support to you? Well, I mean, it's huge. I mean, when your teammates and your peers um, talk, about, talk to you about you like that, uh, it's humbling um, because those guys, you, you know, you talk about Jimmy Smith, one of the greatest, in my opinion, does not get the due he deserves as a great, one of the great receivers of the era we played in. Mark Riddell, you know, he's, you know, he was the quarterback. He's one of my best friends. Um, you go down the list of, you know, when guys talk about you um, that way, um, you appreciate it because, you know, I, t you know, you think about the game of football. I love it, but it's the ultimate team sport. And so when you can have an impact on your teammates and when your teammates say that kind of stuff, um, that's what it's all about. It's about the relationships you build. 
Um, it's about the memories um, that you create, and it's about going out and winning football games with with the uh, when on offense, the other ten guys around me. So um, it's quite humbling. Uh, it's uh, pretty cool. Were you surprised to see Willie Mack up there, you know, giving you that huge shout out, you know, where it, where it, not saying where it all started, but where you made the transition from high school ball into professional ball, if you will, collegiate, but you're playing at a level. You're playing at USC. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. It's pro ball. It's, it's preparing you for the next level. So steel sharpens steel, iron sharpens iron. <laughs> he said that the coaches wouldn't allow him to go against anybody else but you. <laughs> yeah, Willie and I, I mean, we were freshmen together. We got recruited together. And, and I'll be honest with you, he's probably, you know, uh, might have been the best pass rusher on our team as a true freshman. He played. Um, he was uh, such a great player. Amazing pro. Um, go look what he did with the Patriots. I mean, we had battles in the NFL as well. But I'll remember as a freshman, you know, you show up. He was, you know, I wasn't a huge recruit. He was. He was like the man. And I'd never played against anybody like him in high school. I was like, man, who's this dude? And, uh, and I'm competitive. He's competitive. And I refused to back down to him. And he refused to back down to me. And so we would battle. And we'd go at it. Um, sometimes it ended in some fights but, uh, on the field. But here's the thing. We respected each other. I respect Willie uh, McGinnis to the utmost. Um, he was a great teammate. Uh, he's a great player, in my opinion. And I'll tell you what, he made me better. You know, you talk about, you know, it wasn't the beginning. You know, I obviously had great coaches and, and great individuals around me growing up, starting with my parents. Um, I was so fortunate with the coaches who influenced my life, my high school coach, Sam Pagano. Um, but I'll tell you this, when I got to college, William, William McGinnis was a big part of my development as a player um, because of he challenged me. Mm. Uh, I knew that if I could go block him during practice, I felt pretty good going into the game, uh, whoever I was going to play. So. Um, I have fond me memories. Willie's still a friend, and uh, I, I, I can't say enough good things about him. And if you ever – you know, I, I often wonder why he's not, you know, get, doesn't get more due as far as being a finals for the Hall of Fame. If you go look at those defenses for the Patriots, he was one of the key parts of it. And uh, in the playoff runs, Super Bowls, he was amazing, and he's a great player. It was a great segue, which you just said earlier about thanking certain people. And that's what I really want to go to. You know, when you look back over the course of your career, Tony, who are some of the people, you know, key people that you really want to pay homage to? When you're at this level, yeah. the peak of your career, and you're getting phone calls from David Baker, and, you, and you're a five-time finalist, you know, and, and it's kind of like that pre-speech before, you know, eventually that speech is going to inevitably come. But who are some of the people that you would really like to thank? Yeah, you know, that's my, my whole story is, is, is not just, you know, you know, was it hard work? And yes, I mean, I was gifted by God with, I mean, I didn't make myself six, seven and be able to have good feet or any of that. I mean, that was just gifts. But as I think about how I got to where I'm at, it's all about the people around me. Um, I, there's no chance I'm here without, you know, my parents, first of all, uh, you know, the hard, the work ethic that, um, my dad, you know, watching him work and what was expected in, in our household, um, the support for my mom, my step parents as well. They were amazing going to all the games. But then I think back, you know, just growing up, I mean, Little League Baseball, the coaches that would, you know, taught me how to play sports. And, you know, and, and I'll tell you, one of the biggest was in high school. I was so fortunate. I went to uh, Fairview High School in Boulder, Colorado. And Sam Pagano, who's in the uh, Colorado, Colorado uh, Hall of Fame, 
Sports Hall of Fame as a high school coach. His son, Chuck Pagano, defensive coordinator for the uh, Chicago Bears, who just re- uh, uh, retired. Um, he was, it was, he was so impactful in my life. Um, he taught me about discipline. He taught me how to play the game. Um, he also made me an offensive lineman. Uh, I showed up at, in high school. I wanted to play quarterback uh, like every other kid. I mean, I, 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 no lie. I showed up. I'm like, I'm the quarterback. And uh, first day, we, we ain't got out of stretch yet. And he came over to me and he said, hey, uh, I'm going to move you to tight end. I don't think he had the heart to move me all the way to offensive line right away. He wanted me to at least think I could touch the ball still. And uh, I said, okay. I played tight end. And then he, next year he says, oh, you're going to be an offensive lineman. And I remember thinking, I'm like, I had so much respect for him. Um, I, I did it. And, and I look back now, if, if he wouldn't have said, hey, this is who this kid is. and this is He can be good. I'd never be here. I was never going to be a, you know, an NFL quarterback. And there's no chance. And so I just think of, uh, of, of Sam Pagano and what he did for, in my life. And, and then getting to college, um, I had great offensive line coaches. I was so fortunate at USC because you never know what you're going to get. Um, John Matsko, who's now the offensive line coach at the Washington Redskins, or excuse me, Washington football team, I apologize, um, was uh, he taught me how to pass block. I never pass block one day in my life. I mean, in, in high school, we ran it every time. And uh, he taught me how to play this position. He was so tough on me and, and demanding. Um, I think about Mike Berry after uh, Coach Matsko went to the NFL. Mike Berry came and uh, took my game to another level. He leaned on me and forced me to say, hey, it's not good enough just to be good. You have to, your, your goal should be great. Uh, head coach, uh, you know, uh, you know the, the, it was so uh, – John Robinson, our, our head coach at USC, was an amazing person. He challenged me. I, I mean, I keep on going. The coaches in my life were so impactful. Um, and, and I got to the NFL and I was fortunate again, uh, playing for, you know, Tom Coughlin wasn't always the most fun guy to play for, um, uh, <laughs> but he was disciplined and he made, and, and I had an offensive line coach and Mike Mazur, who's passed away, um, in the last couple of years, unfortunately, um, who really took what the foundation that I, that was laid by great coaches before, um, and took it and helped me maintain it and continue to grow. So. I can't think enough. And then if I, if I don't say this last person, I'll be in big trouble uh, is my wife. Um, we've been married 25 years, Angie. And, uh, and we met in college and we dated in college and, you know, her support um, because being a professional athlete, you gotta be selfish a little bit because you have to, I mean, you have to take care of your body. It's about you. And yet, especially during the season. And I was a selfish dude. Uh, when it came to football, uh, like that was really important. I tried to keep faith, family, and football in balance, but it was hard because you might be so good. And without her support and her love and her just standing by my side and being there and making sure I was able to do it, no chance um, I have the success that I ended up having. That's much love, Tony. Tony, I know you're on a run, but I got to have some fun here. I got a couple of pictures I want to show you, and I want to get your (laughs) reflections on this because I look at this picture right here. Yeah, I'm too high there, man. And I'm like, man, and that's against them boys. So tell me about this. What's going on here, Tony? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to reach block. We have a double team. And uh, actually, Greg Ellis was the defensive lineman. I'm working up to the linebacker level. Thankfully, I'm big because I'm way too dang high. The linebackers are anything, but I just kind of engulfed them. And then there's that guy behind me, Fred Taylor. He's so dang good. Um, as long as I just got in the way, he was going to make something happen. So any offensive line coach would look at that and say, yeah, you're blocking him. And yeah, he's not making the tackle. 
but get your butt lower. Look how high you are. <laughs> Man, this right here, you talking about bad one. Yeah. I know you, I, is it safe to say that going against Willie Mack at least got you ready for, got you ready for this? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, and I'll tell you, it was interesting. So, Bruce Smith, I mean, everyone knows Bruce. I mean, Hall of Famer. Right. You know, defensive player of the year in the NFL. I mean, one of the all-time greats. You know, like if you were picking defensive linemen, I mean, Reggie White, Bruce Smith. I mean, you don't go – I mean, you don't have to go much further. And uh, and on the, my second year, we played him in the playoffs. And I played against good players, obviously, in my first two years, but none like Bruce. And it was probably one of the more nervous times I've ever been playing to play a football game. And I'm, but I remember getting out there, and it was it was a it was a pretty defining moment for my career from the standpoint when I went out and played him, I blocked him, and not very many people have blocked him that year. Obviously, he was defense player of the year. It did it told me like you know what I can play with anybody. Um, and so you know you bring Willie McGinnis. That was kind of when I was a freshman, and I was blocking him, and I would battle. It gives you confidence. And so when you play against great players, and you have the ability to go out there and compete with them. And, um, and the competition is Bruce was unbelievable because he's an amazing player. Uh, but it does help. You say, all right, you know, bring on the next one because if, you know, you're blocking the best, um, you should be able to go out and do it. So those are great. Those are great battles. One of my favorite games ever was that 1996 playoff game against the uh, Buffalo Bills and Bruce Smith. They had never lost the playoff game. They've, they've only won, lost one playoff game in the history of the Bills at home. Wow. And that was, that was to our group. That was our okay. team. We went in there and beat them, um, and uh, it was a pretty—it was pretty cool to say the least. And lastly, you made it, man. <laughs> you made it. Yeah, Tony, yeah. you got the Baselli. What's it? What's it? The the Mick Baselli? It was just the Baselli burger. It, I, I, you know, I remember when McDonald's here regionally said, "Hey, we want to make a, a, a burger after you." I said, "Okay," and I said, "Man, I'm, that's pretty cool," because my dad. I don't know if you know this. My dad actually owned, has been in McDonald's franchise, owned McDonald's for, I'm 48, 46 years. So he's wow. been in McDonald's forever. And he had nothing to do with it. And so I remember calling him and saying, hey, dad, guess what? In the North Florida region, they're going to make a Maselli burger. He's like, you got to be kidding me. Um, it must have not been very popular, though, because it only made it one year. It only made it one year, but it was, it was pretty cool. Wow, man. You know, um, I got to ask you, you know, you, 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 you talked about Fred Taylor, but who are some of the guys that, you know, when you look back over the course of your career and be like, you know what? I wouldn't mind blocking for this running back. Oh gosh. You know, that's a great question. Cause obviously I love playing Fred, but you know, blocking for Barry Sanders would have been amazing. I mean, now you really didn't know where he was going to go because he'd just go wherever the heck he wanted. Just stay – he was a little bit like Fred. Just get on your guy and uh, and stay on him. Um, that had been great. I mean, I, I was a big fan, um, even though I wasn't a Cowboy fan. Um, I used to love those, uh, you know, early 90s uh, teams when, you know, that big offensive line and Emmett Smith. I still loved how they played. They were physical, and Emmett was such a physical back. Um, that would have been a lot of fun. And then as a kid – you know, my favorite uh, was Earl Campbell. I mean, I mean, to be able to go block for Earl Campbell, man, that would have been uh, pretty dang cool. I know you talked about Bruce Smith being one of your toughest opponents. Anybody else that you knew, like, oh, God, here we go. I got to circle this on a schedule. I'm facing this guy here today. 
Yeah, so, um, you know, as I look at, you know, some of the other great guys I got to play against, I mean, uh, I got to play against the late uh, Derek Thomas, and uh, he was a, you know, different player than Bruce. Bruce could, you know, power and everything else, and, and Derek was a speed guy. Um, you know, one of the toughest games ever played was against the Hall of Famer John Randall. Uh, up in uh, Minnesota, we played on a uh, on a Sunday night. That was brutal. <laughs> they were fifteen to one, and it was it was not a it wasn't one of my favorite nights of football to that much. Um, you know, those are Hall of Famers, and it was a great challenge. And then you know, I think about a guy like you know Willie Mack was McGinnis was one of the toughest guys I blocked when he played for the Patriots. Another guy who's not in Hall of Fame but great player is a guy named Michael McCrary, uh, played for the Baltimore Ravens uh, in on um, that historic uh, Baltimore defense they had. That's in 2000. Right. I mean, a great physical player. Um, and so, you know, the reality is, is, you know, you talk about the great ones like the Bruce Smith and Derek Thomas and John Randalls, and you got to be ready to play those guys, obviously. But it's the NFL. Uh, you know, there's no bad players. There's no week <laughs> off. It's not like in college where, you know, you, you know, you know, a couple weekends, the guy can't beat you if he, as long as you just don't trip. Um, that's not the case in the NFL, man. These guys, I don't care whether – I have the utmost respect for every guy who steps on NFL field. And that was one of the things I tried to do as a player, too. I respected that guy. That right defensive end, I don't care if he was a first-year player who I didn't even know his name. That guy, he deserved to be in the NFL, and he deserved my respect, and I better be prepared to play for it all the way up to the guys like Bruce Smith. Right on. And lastly, Tony, you know, you're still a part of the game. I heard you um, last week on uh, Westwood One Radio. Talk about that and, and, and how you the joy you get from still being in and around the game, calling the games, and still studying. Yeah, I love football, man. I mean, I, I love it. Um, my two boys played. I got to coach high school football for a while, so I was involved in that. I call games in Westwood One. I call the games for the, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I like to watch film to prepare. I like being in the stadium. Um, it's funny, you know, not this year because of COVID, we're not able to go on the field pregame to talk to the players. But uh, previous to this year, I'd always go down pregame. And I'll be honest with you, every time I walk out, I get that like a little bit of like, um, like looking back saying, man, I wish I could do this again. Because like the thought of walking on the field and being out there and part of something that matters, um, that's the great thing. Now, you never can replace it because what I do – calling the game doesn't really matter. There's no winning or losing. I just call the game and talk about it. Um, but that feeling of walking on the football field, knowing that what you did mattered and it was good, you were either going to win or lose. Like there was a consequence. Man, I, I miss that because that competitive nature is just amazing. And to do that is amazing. So I enjoy being around the game, um, be, enjoy walking on the field and being around the guys. And I just respect the guys who play this game. Um, you know, the rules change, the game changes and everything else, you know, generation to generation, but the, the essence of the game will never change. And, uh, and I just respect guys who go out there and play the game. And, and with that being said, because I had a chance to ask all of this year's finalists, this question, do you feel like you left everything out there on the field? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the way my career ended, you always have regrets and think maybe if I'd have rehabbed a little better or done this because you know, I got hurt and uh, mm -hmm. my shoulder never came back. And the last game I walked off the field um, was in Seattle. And I, I didn't know my career was over. I, I thought I was going to have shoulder surgery and I'd get fixed and I'd be back the next year. And I never got to play again, never got to step on the field again. And so because of that, you always look back and say, man, did I appreciate it enough? Did I enjoy it enough? Um, and, I, and so people say, you have regrets? I said, I, I think the only regret that I have is I didn't enjoy it enough, and I loved it. 
but I didn't enjoy it and appreciate it as much as I wish I would have. Um, Cause I think human nature sometimes is you take it for granted because you get to go do it. And, uh, and because my career ended earlier than I wanted it to and kind of suddenly um, that's my only regret really um, about, you know, my career. Well, Tony, we wish you nothing but the best of luck here on the mission. And thank you for giving us your time. And Oh yeah. Before I let you go, who do you like this weekend? Woo. I, you know, I'm calling. I'm, I'm calling the Chiefs Bills game. Um, tell me if Patrick Mahomes is playing or not, then I'll tell you what I think. Because that's when I. Here's the thing. I don't know who's going to win. Usually, I got a good feeling. Like who's going to win? This. Like if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play, I think the Bills are a big favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he plays, it's a coin flip. Up in Tampa, man, I've learned a long time ago. Don't bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> um, that's not a good thing to do, but Aaron Rodgers is playing as well as anybody. He's going to be the MVP of the NFL. They're in Lambeau. It's going to be cold, snowy. So, I don't know. I mean, here's the great thing. We're in an amazing Super Bowl. It's going to be, I don't care who makes it. It's going to be a great Super Bowl. Well, there it is. Tony Paselli, thank you so much for joining us right here on The Mission. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. <laughs>